0: The LA Kings look for their third win in a row and some payback against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. We'll tell you why it could be a noteworthy night for Gabe Velarde and ask how many goals will he score this season. Plus, we've got some positive injury news to pass along regarding a couple of LA Kings prospects. And we'll read your emails and, in particular, talk about the Kings' goaltending. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network hey kings fans welcome to locked on la kings your team every day thanks for making locked on la kings your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content Uh, if you missed it uh, we are continuing to climb towards our goal of 900 subscribers by the end of november Uh, we are at 830 ish last time that i checked so uh, it looks like we're Uh, Looking good to meet our goal and continue that streak of uh, 100 or more subscribers every month, which is awesome. Thank you guys so much for the support. And again, if you are liking this channel, please like and subscribe. It really helps out. Uh, I am Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 plus years. The LA Kings are back in action tonight. It is game number 16 of the NHL season as they host the Chicago Blackhawks. The Kings come in with an 8-6-1 record, good enough for 17 points. They're in third place right now in the Pacific Division. LA is coming in off a one nothing win over the Wild on Tuesday. The Blackhawks check in with a 5-5-2 record. They sit fifth in the Central Division. They're coming off a 4-0 shutout loss in Winnipeg this past Saturday, so they've been sitting for a while and resting up. Uh, this is the second meeting of the season between the two teams, with the Hawks pulling out a 2-1 overtime win in Chicago exactly one week ago. In that game, the Kings were by far the better team, but uh, did not show up on the scoreboard, unfortunately. So going into tonight's game, we've got some questions to ask and Hopefully we will answer those questions on tomorrow's show, but I think one of the big question it, questions is one of the things we've seen so far this season, can the Kings build off a good performance? They were great defensively as a team against Minnesota. Jonathan Quick obviously got the shutout, but it was really, you know, with all due respect to Quickie, and he made some good saves, but I thought the Kings did a great job of really limiting the Wilds' chances. They did not get many great A-scoring opportunities not a lot of, I mean, hardly any to speak of. Odd man rushes, no breakaways. It was a great team defensive effort. We see more of that going forward. I think the Kings are going to have a very successful season. But they, again, like we've talked about, they can't just do this uh, here and there. It needs to be consistent. So we'll see if they can continue that against a Chicago Blackhawks team tonight, which is what they did the last time they met Chicago. So we'll see if they can keep it going. Always the question, uh, who's going to be in net? And it looks like head coach Todd McClellan is going to go with Cal Peterson tonight. Now, Jonathan Quick is coming off the shutout, as I mentioned. Um, and I was curious to see if McClellan wanted to continue to ride the hot hand, so to speak. Um, but Jonathan Quick has played in 11 of the Kings' 15 games so far the season. 10 of them starts. The one relief appearance he had was in Pittsburgh, and he came in after one period. Quick is 3-0-1 in his last 14 uh, appearances, or excuse me, 3-0-1 in his last four appearances, uh, and he has allowed a total of seven goals in those four games with the one shutout. Now, if it is Cal Peterson tonight, which we expect it will be, this will be his sixth start of the season, Uh, his first start since allowing five goals on 40 shots on November 1st in a loss in Dallas against the Stars. Hopefully Cal can see the same type of team defense around him tonight that we saw Tuesday night for Jonathan Quick in that one nothing shutout of the Minnesota Wild. And we've got more coming up about Cal Peterson uh, and the Kings goaltending situation when we answer some emails later on in the show. Another big question is, will Gabe Velarde set a new career high for goals in a season tonight? We mentioned this on uh, Wednesday's show, but uh, Gabe Velarde has tied his career high in goals in a season. He did it last game, scoring the game winner against the Wild. He had 10 games in or excuse me, 10 goals in 54 games uh, back in the 2020 21 season. And so far this season, he has 10 goals in 15 games. He's on pace for 54 goals uh, this season. I don't think he's going to make that, but I'll be disappointed, honestly, if he doesn't hit the 30 goal mark at this point. And we saw Adrian Kempe take a pretty big jump last year, going from 14 goals to 35 goals, setting a new career high. Um, I, I even think Velarde might have an outside shot at 40 goals this season if he stays healthy, if he continues to play on the top line, and if he continues to play on the number one power play unit. I think it's possible, and to make a jump like that is pretty crazy. Um, like I said, I really think 30 goals is a is a real possibility for him. 40 might be asking a little bit too much because you know at some point you know there's going to be a slump for him. Um, I think I would be surprised if he can keep this pace up. Like I said, 54 goals would put him in elite status. But we'll see. As as I've said, and I hope I'm not gushing too much over Gabe, but it's great to see. It's fun to see. I'm enjoying the confidence, enjoying him seeing. I, I think he's probably known all along, this is the player I can be. Um, and now we're seeing it all kind of fall into place. And uh, it's it's awesome. And hopefully it keeps going. And hopefully he can score a goal tonight and get a new career high for him goals in a season and uh, we're not even you know midway through november at this point so that's pretty amazing will the king's power play be better it's hard to imagine that it could be worse after what we saw tuesday uh, against the wild where they went 0 for four with the man advantage and it felt worse than that because they looked awful getting just a couple of shots and no quality scoring chances on a five minute major so again Kings have much work to do on that power play to get it going the way it needs to be for this team to really do something significant this season and hopefully in the postseason. And the final question I have uh, going into tonight's game, will we see Brant Clark? Uh, The rookie defenseman has been um, in on nine NHL games so far this season, still hasn't played in that 10th game yet. That's the magic number for his entry-level contract to kick in. He has not played since November 1st. Um, He's missed the last three games um and we've talked about it is is this because the next game is the 10th game and the kings are trying to stretch out his stay um by having him just practice and be around the team for as long as possible or is he recovering from something we know that he took a big hit against jamie ben in his last game against the stars and there was some sort of pretty significant dental work that had to be done so is it a combination of those things is it one or the other is it neither is it just because the kings are playing pretty well right now they just want to keep the same lineup going? Don't know, but uh, we'll be keeping an eye out to see if Brant Clark finally gets on the ice uh, tonight. Uh, We're going to answer all those questions when we recap the Kings-Blackhawks game on Friday's show. Uh, We have some positive injury news to pass along for the Kings and some bad injury news for one of the Kings' rivals. We'll tell you more about that in a second. But first, we need to tell you about BetOnline.net, it is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and college league out there, from football to basketball to soccer. World Cup is coming soon. Uh, Also, eSports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which you probably do because you're listening to this, you can find those at BetOnline as well. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. So we have some injury news to pass along, and uh, the LA Kings officially activated forward Alex Turcott and loaned him to Ontario in the AHL. Now, Turcott has not played in a game since sustaining a second concussion of the season back on May the 11th in a playoff game for the Ontario Reign. He missed the Kings development camp rookie camp, training camp, and the preseason as he was slowly recovering, and the Kings were obviously being very careful with his situation. Um, The rain are in action tonight in San Jose. No word if the former first-round pick, fifth overall in 2019, is going to play in that game or not. Um, But uh, once he gets back on the ice, obviously we'll let you know how it goes. And uh, obviously everybody keeping their fingers crossed for all the best for Alex Turcotte. It has not, I'm sure, been an easy road back for him. I'm sure there's been a lot of disappointments. I'm sure there's been a lot of wondering, you know, if he's ever going to get to play again. And, um, you know, there is a bigger picture. I know this is a hockey podcast. We're talking about the Kings and their players and their prospects. But just from a life standpoint, um, concussions can be a very tricky thing. And we hope for all the best for Alex Turcotte. And uh, obviously he wants to continue his hockey career. We want to see him play well and uh, live up to all the promise that he had when the Kings drafted him so highly a few years ago. So this is the first step back for, for Alex Turcotte. Fingers crossed and wishing him all the best. Uh, The Kings have a big road trip coming up next week and a big game next Wednesday against the Edmonton Oilers. It's their first matchup since the last meeting, which was in the playoffs. Of course, the game seven, Um, by the way, in uh, previewing that game next week, we're going to have a crossover episode with Locked On Oilers host Brett Holden. Uh, Hopefully uh, that'll go well and you'll enjoy that. Um, It's something we'll do a little bit more going forward when we have some kind of bigger marquee matchups during the season. Um, But news for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, which will kind of affect the Kings as far as that matchup, but one of their top six forwards, Evander Kane, who I'm sure you all know well from his days in San Jose as well, uh, he's going to be out three to four months. So the Kings obviously will not be seeing him uh, anytime soon. Uh, a very scary injury for him the other day. On Tuesday, he took a, a skate blade to the wrist. He was laying on the ice, and one of the Tampa Bay players, I think it was Patrick Maroon, um, accidentally went over his wrist with his skate. And uh, I'm sure you know skate blades can be extremely sharp, and uh, it cut his wrist pretty severely. He had to be taken to the hospital and uh, get that taken care of. But, yeah, uh, the Oilers will be without uh, Evander Kane for four to six months. Um Edmonton right now, fourth place in the Pacific with 16 points. The Kings are in third place with 17 points. Um, So uh, those two teams uh, obviously uh, kind of battling for position at this point in the Pacific Division. And we know about the history last year with the playoff matchup. So there's some news on one of the Kings rivals and not good news for them. And frankly, maybe some good news for the Kings, unfortunately. Uh, We've got some emails to read, including comments about the Kings goalie situation. And we'll get to that in just a second. But I want to invite you to check out Locked on sports today from the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time to check the locked on Kings email inbox and uh, thank you guys for the emails this week. Uh, This first one comes from James Healy. Uh, and I don't know where James is from. Maybe he mentioned it before, and I forgot. But anyway, um, he wanted to touch on a possible trade involving Cal Peterson, and uh, here's a part of the email that James sent. He said, I'll tell you who would be awesome. Poor Elvis from Columbus. I love that dude. Unlike Cal, he has proven himself, but with the thing with his buddy dying in front of him, he has never been the same. He needs a change, and being the guy with Quick would be awesome. A straight trade of Cal for Elvis. Luckily, Elvis is doing horrible now, like Cal, and so it could happen. But at least with Elvis, we know he is a total badass and just needs a new mindset. How many chances should he have? talked talking about Cal Peterson. Uh, he's already had too many. If he sucks tonight, then bring up Phoenix, and that's that, and trade Cal. It just ain't going to happen. And by the way, I do feel bad for him. Of all the guys who have ever been Quick's backups, he is the one who they were looking to fill his shoes. Ain't no one filling his shoes except possibly another stud. Uh, so again, that was from James, uh, and he's talking, if you don't know about Elvis Merzlikens, uh, he is a goaltender for the Columbus blue jackets, uh, and James feels like, uh, that could be a straight up swap for Cal Peterson. Um, and by the way, he's talking about, he talked about his buddy dying. Uh, you may have heard, uh, I think it was maybe two years ago. Now there was a July 4th fireworks accident where, um, the backup goalie for Columbus took a, one of those high end fireworks in the chest when it fell over and he ended up dying from that. And so that's what, uh, what James was referring to with that tragic situation. So I actually think James is onto something here, not necessarily uh, Elvis, Merzlikens, although I'll kind of go into that in a second, but if the Kings were to trade Cal Peterson, and I don't think they're there at this point, but just speculating because that's what we do as sports fans. It would need to be something like an Elvis Merzlikens, a guy who also could maybe benefit from a change of scenery, is about the same age, has put up kind of similar numbers, and it could be just a straight-up swap. However, the big thing is that the contracts would have to align as well. So just real quick, let's take his Elvis Merzlikens um, you know, uh, theory in, into it and look at the numbers. Both Elvis Merzlikens and Cal Peterson are 28 years old, so that that matches up. Uh, Elvis Mears-Likens has played in 210 NHL games. He has a record of 105-97-7, 2.63 goals against average, 9.20 save percentage. Cal is played in 96 NHL games, 42-40 and 40 the record, 2.90 goals against average, and a 906 save percentage, so Elvis has got the advantage as the numbers, but it's not overwhelming, but he does have the advantage. Of course, he's got more games played because he's been a number one goalie in Columbus. Uh, as far as this season, Elvis Merzlikens has seven starts. He's 2-5, and five, 4.82 goals against average, 8.62 save percentage, and Columbus is one of the worst teams in the NHL this season. Cal Peterson has five starts. He's 3-2, and two, 4.30 goals against average, 868 save percentage. So Cal has the advantage in numbers this year. But then again, he's playing uh, behind a much better team than Elvis Mers Lickens is. So here's the rub uh, with this potential trade uh, Elvis elvismers Lickens has a no trade clause. First of all, that has to t- be taken into account. Now, I would imagine if he were to be traded to a team like LA, he would welcome that because, again, he'd be playing in front of a much better team or behind a much better team. And, you know, LA, Columbus, I mean, who knows? Maybe. Johnny Gaudreau likes Columbus, but anyway, the, the trade, uh, the hiccup in the trade though, is the contract. Uh, like I said, Elvis Merce-Lincoln's no trade clause. He's under contract for four more years at 5.4 million per season. Cal Peterson is under contract for two more years at 5 million per season. Uh, I don't think you want to trade for a goaltender who has had a similar career to Cal Peterson and he's making more money and he's going to be under contract for more years. Uh, now, Elvis Merzlikens, maybe he does have better numbers playing with a better team. That that does seem to make sense. But is he that much better that you're willing to take on more years and more money? And the answer is no. They're, the Kings would never do that, nor should they, uh, because of the contract. But back to James's point, if if there is a possibility of trading Cal Peterson, again, it would have to be something somewhat similar to this, but the numbers would have to match up with the contract they're not going to bring in somebody again who hasn't proven himself who's making more money and has longer term it's going to have to be the opposite maybe or at least similar something along the same line somebody that's under contract for for a couple more years that's making maybe around five million and has is somebody who hasn't really found his you know his place on a certain team and maybe uh, you know you're trading a guy who needs a fresh you know place for a guy who needs a fresh place. That's maybe the possibility we could see with a Cal Peterson trade. That having been said, I don't think the Kings are thinking about that anytime soon. Um, but uh it's something to think about going forward if Cal Peterson continues to struggle, what the Kings are gonna do in that, not only for this season, but beyond this season as well. Our next email comes from Sarah in New Mexico. Uh, and she also wants to talk about the King Golteny situation. She says. Uh, How are the Kings going to handle Jonathan quick's workload? I love quickie, but I'm concerned with how much he's going to have to play with Cal Peterson struggling. We need a strong quick for the playoffs, but I'm afraid he will be worn down. If Peterson can't get his game going, what do you think the plan should be going forward? Um, Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it a lot and, and we all know it's no secret that Cal Peterson has to be better because he has to help carry the load. Jonathan quick is on pace to start 60 games this season. That's way too much. Um, He has started 10 of 15 so far, which I mentioned earlier. Um, The last time Jonathan Quick started 60 or more games was in the 2017-18 season when he started 46 games. And, you know, frankly, as, as, as well as Jonathan Quick has played so far, and I think he's played better than his numbers. And I think he is absolutely trending in the right direction after a little bit of a slow start. I just don't think that's realistic for him to start 60 games. Uh, I, I Again, we're, we're looking bigger picture here as well. We're looking for him to be strong and on his game when the games matter most, late in the year and hopefully in the playoffs. And again, Cal has to, to step up more. But, at, but the, the situation, though, with, with the Kings right now, as I'm sure you well understand, is that the Kings are in a third spot in the standings they're kind of in that third place wild card spot where i think they're going to be most of the year hopefully i'm wrong about that hopefully it's better than that so points are going to be at a premium and you want to get as many points as possible and if you've got a goaltender who is older but he's playing well of late which is which quick is of late there's a tendency to want to get him out there as much as possible but at some point todd mcclellan and bill ranford the goalie coach understand we've got to get Cal Peterson more involved and carry some of the load, but they he's got to find his game first. So that hasn't happened at this point. Hopefully it will soon. If and when that does happen, then we'll see Cal be able to take on a little bit more of the load, but that's just not where we are at this point. So the plan is, like I said, to cut back on quick starts at some point, but right now they can't do it because of the way Jonathan Quick is playing of late and because of the way Cal Peterson has played so far in the season. But at some point that needs to happen if we're going to have – a strong and healthy Jonathan Quick uh, going forward. Our next email comes from Don, who says, love the podcast. Do you have any info on our KHL prospect, Kirill Krasanov? Uh, is he an improving player? Is he getting a lot of ice time with the big club, SKA? Also, are there any problems with the KHL regarding the Russian-Ukraine war that could affect his availability to the Kings? Also, is Martin Kromiak close to being able to play? Um, well, first off, Kirill Krasanov, um, who was the Kings, uh, picking the third round in 2021 has not played a KHL game this season. He is playing in the two lower divisions in the KHL, like the NHL has the AHL. The KHL has a couple of uh, different lower leagues, the, the VHL and the MHL. And I don't know what those stand for. It's the Vladimir hockey league. I don't know. Um, he has played um, in 20 games in the VHL with 12 points, two goals, and 10 assists. Uh, he's played in four games in the MHL, which is the, the slightly higher version, kind of our AHL. He's got two goals and three assists in four games. So that's his numbers so far on the season. Um, obviously, the issues with Russia and the war with Ukraine uh, make this whole situation very fluid. Uh, it appears that uh, Kursanov, um is still a ways away from being any kind of NHL caliber type player, and what happens between now and then over the next couple of years is completely unknown. So, could it affect his status coming to uh, the U.S. to play pro hockey? Absolutely, it could. There's a goaltending prospect for the Philadelphia Flyers who was ready to play at the NHL level with Philadelphia this year, and Russia basically drafted him into the army and kept him from coming over. So that that's a thing. Uh, As for Martin Chromiak, he had an appendectomy right before the AHL season was to start. Um, According to this thing called the Internet, uh, the typical recovery time for an appendectomy is two to four weeks. Uh, Of course, that's typical for a normal person, not necessarily a professional athlete who has to put his body through more things. Um, Of course, the normal person also isn't in elite uh, physical condition, you would think, than a professional athlete. So bottom line is it's been about four weeks. So he should be ready to return to game action soon, I would think. Officially, I have not heard anything, but um, we talked about uh, Alex Turcott coming back. It looks like Martin Kromiak should make his AHL debut coming up soon as well. So uh, definitely going to look to have um, somebody from the Ontario Reign come on the show uh, here soon to get an update on the Reign to, to do an interview um, with that. So hopefully you'll, you'll be looking forward to that, and we'll get an update on both those guys. Uh, our final email... It's from Steven Ventura. He says, I totally agree with you about the Department of Player Safety. If there is no injury, they go way light on punishment. A friend of mine sent me a text saying he thought Kachuk would get five to seven games. I said zero to three. If Quick was injured, it may have been five to seven, maybe. But intention is not really taken into account. Sadly, a guy can accidentally miss a shoulder-to-shoulder hit, catch someone in the jaw, and get a big suspension, while a guy who swings a stick at someone's head and misses may not even get a two-minute minor I exaggerate, but it could happen. Maybe the players' union need to stand up for their players and preserve uh, pressure, excuse me, the Department of Player Safety, to protect the players. But, of course, that means the players who commit the fouls, who they also represent, get longer suspensions and lose more money. So probably not going to happen. That's a great point, Steve. The Players Association is in an interesting dilemma when it comes to wanting more punishment for uh, players because they represent all the players, the, the, the guys who commit the acts and the guys who are at the receiving end of, uh, of the, uh, Ill- illegal play. But you would think that overall the safety of the players should trump the amount of money that they're making. You know, we know how, we know what, how money, uh, influences everything, uh, of, of course, but it is an interesting dilemma when you think about the the, the players union and where they kind of need to come down on this type of thing. But yeah, yeah, you know, the Department of Player Safety has uh, has definitely dropped the ball. Uh, I, I I would think they need some new leadership in there. George Peros uh, probably needs to go, but whoever his bosses are, Gary Bettman and and Bill Daly and the like apparently think he's doing a good job. But uh, it is it is very unfortunate. And you mentioned there was an incident earlier this year where Evgeny Kuznetsov of the Washington Capitals literally swung his stick intentionally and hit um, a player from the Vancouver Canucks in the face with his stick. And he got a one-game suspension. So, yeah. Uh, hey, thank you guys so much for the emails. It's always fun to get your feedback and answer some questions. If you uh, want to send an email on a future show to be read and talked about, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, at LockedOnLAKings, and also on Instagram, at Locked on LA kings. And I did upload... Uh, Some new videos and pictures from the game that I was at as a fan on Tuesday against the Minnesota Wild, if you want to check that out. Um, Tonight, it is the L.A. Kings against the Chicago Blackhawks. face set for 7.30 at Crypto.com Arena. The game will not be televised locally. It will be broadcast on ESPN Plus and on Hulu. Of course, you can always listen on the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. On Friday's show, we will have a full recap of tonight's game against the Blackhawks and hopefully break down the Kings third win in a row. Hey, thank you so much for making locked on LA Kings. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on sports today from the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scene uh, behind the scene with local experts and insights that only locked on can provide that is locked on sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching to locked on LA Kings. Go Kings. Go.